You are listening to Love That Voiceover. This is Jim Meskimen as Morgan Freeman saying, Keep listening to Love That Voiceover. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by voiceover artist Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Love That Voiceover brings you full-length interviews. Hey, all you sexy, fabulous, awesome, terrific, incredible listeners of Love That Voiceover. This is Rebecca, and I have a very unique and global guest for you today. My guest is Hugh Edwards of High Score Productions based out of England. Welcome, Hugh. Hi, how you doing? Hey, let me give the listeners a bit of background about High Score, okay? Sure, yeah. And jump in if you want to elaborate on anything. Basically, Hugh works with another gentleman named Jeremy Paul Carroll, and they specialize in music, Foley, voice, and ADR, and have a long-standing track record in the broadcast industry with television work, commercial work, documentaries, radio, and creative Foley. Yeah. I would say primarily um, our, our core focus at the minute is TV and gaming. And gaming we do um, all year long. I mean, we, we, we do, I think I've done 140 games, something like that. So we're talking Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Mac, iPhones, iPads, all that kind of stuff, where there's just a huge, uh, a huge market for, for voice globally, really. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for jumping in with that, because what I have here is a list. If you go to High Score Productions website, what is that website? Can you tell folks? Yeah, um, it's high, which is H-I-G-H hyphen score, which is S-C-O-R-E dot co dot U-K. .co.uk. If you go to their website, you can um, go into either side, whether it's gaming audio or broadcast audio, and you can find a list that he has of a lot of the games that they've worked on. You've worked with PS3, Xbox 360, and the Wii as well, right? Yeah, it's loads. I mean, we're, we're doing PS4 and um, Xbox One at the minute, obviously, but since they're not released, I can't really talk to you about those projects. But, no. Um, but we've, I mean, we've done, yeah, 140 odd titles. The the company's actually a little bit bigger than than you were alluding to with uh, with just Jeremy. Um, we have a few other people working for us here, and it's kind of broken into different areas. Um, primarily, my my area is is as a, a voice director and a casting director. Obviously, the, the the rest of the the company does music and stuff as well. Right. And sound design. Primarily, I, I'm a voice director, so. so this is fantastic. Can you name some of the titles that you're allowed to name? Yeah, recently we've done um, a very large MMO, which is a multiplayer online game called War Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great game. We did Harry Potter for Connect. We've done lots of sports titles like baseball games and battleships. We did the film tie-in, Blades of Time for Konami, things like that. Uh, FIFA. We did Captain America and Captain America. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 2 for Sega. Yeah, Uh, I mean, we've done loads. It would be a bit sycophantic to go through and name all of our credits. Yeah. They're all on our website. And you've worked with Disney as well. Yeah, yeah. We've done a couple of games for Disney. Um, We did uh, Disney Universe. Primarily, many of these games, we actually work through the developers. Our company, High Score Productions, is is an outsourcing company. So if you imagine in the gaming world, you have have kind of the audience that buys the stuff, and then you have the publishers. So that's that's people like Electronic Arts and Sega. Right. And then underneath them, sometimes they develop games in-house, and sometimes they outsource those to developers. 
So with Disney Universe, for example, that was developed by a company called Eurocom. And someone like Eurocom, uh, unfortunately, um, Eurocom went bust last year. Because oh. the games industry took a, a big dip last year it's it's on its way back up now because the uh, the ps4 and the xbox one but um unfortunately the end of last year and the year before that the recession took a lot of uh, the good players out uh, it's happened all over the place right yeah exactly but eurocom as an example and um, they had an audio team of uh, i think it was sort of up to 10 people something like that but they were doing many games and so they didn't have the capacity to be able to do all of the audio requirements and so they outsourced some of them and so they outsourced the, the voice aspect of it to us. So what we would do in that particular instance with Disney Universe or with Harry Potter and those kind of... In fact, Harry Potter is a very good one to talk about because I think a lot of your, uh, your audience members will be able to relate to it. Okay. So for that one, for example, we, they, they come to us with a brief and a huge script and obviously a character breakdown, which with Harry Potter, you would think we would know all of the characters, but in actual fact for the game, we didn't because there's a lot of characters there that, that we have to create for the game. Oh. Have to sound like they're from the films, if you see what I'm saying. Sure. So it's, it's a, it's, it was a really interesting project to work on. So, so we, we get given the scripts and we have to then cast all of the actors for it. Um, and then we do all of the recording and then all of the directing and then obviously the post-production. And then we deliver the files back to to the company and they put them in the game and make them all work properly and then it gets and then it gets play tested and sold fantastic um, so with something like harry potter um we had i think around 60 different actors working on that game wow and it was it was a very big game and lots of fun i mean it is it's it's really nice to be able to see the progress of a project like that because you start off and it's Harry Potter, and by the end of it, you've created something that's actually sort of part of the Harry Potter world, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's a privilege to work on. I bet. I bet. Can you tell us some more details about that in the terms of the process? Just take us through once you've received the script and how do you go about finding your talent? How do you review it? I know that it's a game and we've talked to some other gaming companies and what they're doing is they have to break the script down and develop the lists for the characters of, you know, certain lines that they're going to use to show the expanse or range of that particular character so they get somebody who can go where they need to go with that character. Can you talk about that? First off, that casting is different in the States to it is in the UK. That's why we want to know. It's so, I'm so <laughs> curious. I'm sure everybody is. I mean, obviously in the UK we have agents as well and we have a lot of people who work outside of agents. In the UK, we, we mainly rely on voice clips as the first kind of tier and then from those voice clips we shortlist down and then they get if there's the budget for it there's live casting you know sort of in the room casting if you like or sometimes over skype or whatever so it's it's ever so slightly different but it, i mean in essence what we do is as you say we, we break the script down into characters and then we'll you know we'll take four or five lines initially is all we need because uh, i mean for something like harry potter we as i said we had 60 odd characters and we were getting you know, 250-odd submissions per character. Exactly. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I, well, I mean, Harry Potter, again, is a point in case where it's a slightly different process because Electronic Arts had a history of Harry Potter games. So, I mean, you know, Daniel Radcliffe wasn't going to come in and do, and do Harry Potter. Right. But there was a guy called Adam Sopp who had voiced most of the Harry Potter games before. So we kind of knew where we were starting with him. It's worth Googling Adam Sopp because he's a great, 
voice actor. He really is good, and he knows he knows his stuff. But he naturally sounds very much like Daniel Radcliffe. And I think he's, I, from what I know, I think he's kind of got a bit of a career doing his ADR as well, which is quite fun. Ah, sure. So he I mean, he was kind of a starting point. But with with the rest of the characters, we were really looking for 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 people who could impersonate the TV, or, sorry, the, the film um, right. actors. We went through, with that particular one, we went through a lot of impersonation clips of, of actual impersonators. And then we also put out a casting call to the agents to say, look, here's, you know, Here's two or three lines for Hermione Granger. You know what to do. Just get back to us with clips. Right. And all of the agents that sent us back uh, chocolate bar commercials for their actors went straight in the bin. And yeah, all of that's them not very, very helpful. <laughs> no, well, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many people are represented by people who don't understand gaming. It's, I mean, it's one of the things I was going to talk to you about later on, but showreels are the single most important thing for voice actors. And the amount of times I get sent through, you know, someone doing a commercial advert for a BMW or something, which sounds great, but it, it gives me absolutely no reference as to how good an actor they are. We'll take a real quick break and be right back. Hello, this is Ida, and Ida loves Rebecca. Like you probably do, loving that Rebecca want to listen to the show via iTunes. Make your life easier. Hook it up through the iTunes store. Look up Love That Voiceover. Three words, Love That Voiceover. It's not so hard, is it? And then download it and put it on all your devices. So when you're portable, so is Love That Voiceover. Oh, internet, it's so wonderful. <laughs> all right, let's jump back in. When you say show reel, do you mean what we call a demo reel? It's exactly the same. It's just a different title. So, I mean, in general, Great. we call them show reels. You call them demo reels. It's the same thing. Got it. But, but fundamentally, it shows, you know, within one to two minutes, how, how good a voice talent you actually are. And I, I don't really think that people know really how to approach show reels. Um, I mean, it's something that we're doing on our on our new release, which is, um, I, ha I have a training company as well, which is called gravyforthebrain.com. Great title. Um, yeah. Um, and that's actually a training course, which is designed specifically for voice artists and actors. We, we do a couple of show reels, uh, sorry, a couple of training courses. The first one is um, how to get voiceover artists into the gaming sector. The second one is a, a beginner's guide to voiceover artists. And the third one is how to create show reels um, or demo reels, if you like. Because I don't think people really, really get how to do it. Um, and what I see all the time is, is clips of people who maybe have a five-second clip of them doing one character, and then a five-second clip of them doing a different character, say in French, and then a five-second character of some other character that sounds like uh, Warren Beatty or someone, and then another five-second... Do you know what I mean? And they're all, they're all not related at all. There's no story there. And when you listen to hundreds of these things, they, they all tend to sort of wash over you. And what you need is something that really engages you and captures you as a, as a listener straight away. So what I tend to advise is, which is in that, that specific training course on, show, on showreels, is, is to have a, um, a reel which is you know, up to two minutes long, but it's one story. And within that story, you have different types of, different types of characters and different types of voices you have different types of music and sound effects, but the whole thing engages you straight away. And so within the context of those characters, there's something, but also from character to character, which may not be related in terms of the kind of project they were, they will still have a, a story that continues from one to the next as well, correct? 
Absolutely, yeah. Right. Why don't you tell everybody what your website is, the gravy for the brain? <laughs> Yeah, it's just gravyforthebrain.com. Dot com. Fantastic. Because yeah. people can go to that and check out what you're doing in that respect. Thanks for listening, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Lots of love to you. Until next time, take care. <laughs>